0: Okay, listeners, uh, welcome once again to uh, More to Come's stargazing feature, and uh, I'm Calvin Reed, um, contributing editor these days at Publishers Weekly, and I'm going to be talking with Meg Lemke, PWS Comics and Graphic Novels Review Editor. Hey, Meg, how you doing?
1: Hi, everybody. Um, I'm so happy to join you once again for Stargazing, where we discuss a recent title or two that received a starred review in Publishers Weekly, and what is a starred review? A starred review is a review that we literally put a little star on. I think of it as gold, but it's red
0: in the layout.
1: (laughs) (laughs) And that indicates it's a notable book um, that is excellent on all levels.
0: Great. And so, yes, so what book excellent on all levels are we going to talk about today?
1: So we're spending the whole time together today to talk about one book, Very Deserved, uh, The Talk by Darren Bell, which came out from Holt, and it is releasing in June. It's June while Calvin and I are speaking. Um, Holt, uh, sorry, Holt, Darren is Darren Bell, Pulitzer Prize winning cartoonist, the first black man to receive the Pulitzer as an editorial cartoonist. And he's known for his syndicated strip, *Candervilles*. So that's like a Sunday Funny style strip, um, that ran from, been running for many years. He's also an editorial cartoonist. Um, and the book itself, the talk, is referring to the talk that uh, parents have with their black sons and daughters about police violence when they are young, which has been the subject of much discussion, particularly in um, the recent period since 2020. Uh, it's really, however, a, a memoir that takes a look at his whole life and his whole life in terms of... Mm. Um, understanding his identity and race and um, his place in the world as an artist and as a man, a son, and a father. Uh, it's a very moving, very thoughtful book, very funny in places. Our mm. reviewer loved it. And I just want to say there's a line uh, at the end that this emotionally striking work is sure to leave a lasting mark, which is a little bit of a nod to the fact the book is in, is, is in so many ways about violence, about the violence of uh, language. Of the history and its, its lasting resonance in America, uh, and very much the threat of violence and reality of violence from police towards people of color in the U.S.
0: Yeah, <laughs> uh, yeah, I would agree with everything you just said. Uh, it's really an extraordinary book. It's an and it's an extraordinary look uh, at not only at you know African American uh, life in um a country that has the kind of racial uh and racist legacy of america but it's also in a very interesting look at the subset of Barron's life as the, you know the biracial uh child of a black father and uh a white mother uh and uh uh the the nuance of uh, living in this society uh um in his kind of peculiarly um it, you know it, it, as a as a biracial kid who also sort of lives between black communities as well mm-hmm. um but but it but really I mean because he's a cartoonist and he's because he's Uh, an exceptional cartoonist uh the book actually kind of uses the power of drawing the power of his artwork so we kind of track him through his various periods from uh you know uh you know middle school to junior high to high school and college and onwards as he moves through his pathway of becoming a professional cartoonist uh we also see how he morphs as a I will say it as a man and as a black man, um uh, responding both to, um uh, the pressures that American society puts on black people and people of color in general, in general, uh, and even the pressures within his own family, uh, the, his very passive father and his very engaged mom. And when I say engaged, I mean engaged about racism.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um and indeed, it's his white mom who gives him the talk, you know, this warning, this careful warning that black pants give their children about the society outside the door, Uh, as opposed to his father, who is uh sort of shockingly passive and sort of remote uh from his own experiences, even the experiences of meeting his mom, which is really beautifully illustrated and conceived in the book.
1: It's interesting with that because he... And I don't want to give away too much about the emotional development of this book, but as he becomes a father, it's mm. when he starts questioning more of the moments when he attempted to engage his father in more direct conversations about race. But I think it was done with a lot of empathy also for his father. You know, the yes. idea that in some ways his mother had, um, is rewarded by being progressive or by being able to be seen as someone who's leaning into speaking about race, where his, for, for his father, it's so painful.
0: Yeah, it's, his father's a peculiar figure in it, uh, and his brother as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's very interesting. I mean, I think at some point in the, uh, book, uh, he, he mentions that his brother's an engineer. Mm-hmm. And they at, at various points throughout the book, both the father and the brother use, uh, a a, a <laughs> i i call it a form of sort of delusional logic. To explain away uh, the racial confrontations they've had to live through.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Uh, and they use logic, in, in my view, and I think to a certain extent Bell's view, uh, as a form of denial uh, to protect their sense of humanity by insisting that these horrible things that happen to them somehow other aren't about race – Uh, or in his dad's case that, you know, somehow he's turned an incident that happens to him in the book into something about fearing black people when in, when weird, I I don't want to spoil everything either, but if, when I look at the event that he describes, I see a sort of perverted brotherhood happening Mm -hmm. against, uh, white people. Even though the black man is victimizing the white guy, uh, the father takes the victim and take, he takes, he takes it as victim victimization of himself, which I, I find it interesting how he's, he's trained himself to turn racial confrontation on his head. Uh, I mean, and I the brother I, as well. Excuse me. Go on. Mm-hmm.
1: Oh, no, because I, I just want to put the context that what we're talking about yeah. in that period in the book is in the early 90s. And I think that it's also very reflective of um, messaging in the 90s around race relations.
0: Mm.
1: Right. It's very much like the love has no color era.
0: Yes. Yes.
1: Uh, so, so well though that i wouldn't
0: I wouldn't put that I wouldn't put that in one decade, but go on <laughs> right that's true
1: you know what it is maybe it's just that's when I was also going to high school so yeah well,
0: just, so that's it I saying my view is that's always it. been uh an issue that floats through um in different ways uh among the black community and I think you know the white majority culture mm-hmm. um uh I also think his uh Bill's, um, I mean, how to put it, his, his being perplexed at his father's reaction to the world. I don't think – I think that there's uh, some very powerful scenes later in the book uh, where he's sort of con- – I think he's confronting his father in his mind, in his imagination. But I think he has questioned his father's behavior at various points throughout his development. His father's reaction to race is incredibly frustrating to him. Mm-hmm. His mother's reaction to race is unambiguous.
1: But embarrassing to him. And it's just sort of it's lovely, embarrassing
0: to him, but, but it's instructive nevertheless. Yes. He's embarrassed. I mean, we're all embarrassed by our parents. Yes. Um, Especially and your
1: larger-than-life white yes. mom who comes into your school to tell yes. off your teachers. And, I mean, she's such a powerful figure in the book. Um, but you see he's just cringing and like literally asking her not to do it. And then but the way he's drawn it is with the perspective of father himself now yes. Uh, who seems to understand and appreciate the way that like over time seeing her question in ways that he didn't feel that he had the power to in those situations. And to give more detail to it, you know, he is – Uh, disbelieved by teachers in the classroom when Mm -hmm. white students are believed. You know, his intelligence is flattened by these teachers who don't see him as studious and, and a thinker. You know, there's Mm -hmm. just this blatant racism, um, that they may feel is subtle, but it's very out there in these exchanges. And his, his mom, his white mom is a teacher in the, in the school system. And so she comes in and is like, you know, you can't get this past me.
0: She ain't having it. I'm telling you, she throughout this book, where, when, particularly during the young years, when he, when she's featured more in the book, she ain't having it. If any, she's if she suspects any uh, subtle, overt, or presumptive racist intentions to hoard her kids, she is. She goes after them with a vengeance. She is unambiguous. In her, uh, her, her demands that her kids be respected. It's, uh, it's, it's thrilling. I get a rush every, mm. every time, um, she says what and, you know, runs out the house in her house coat and curlers, and, curlers and dragging <laughs> him, screaming, and crying. No, you're going to embarrass me. You know, you know, she's like, well, then you need to make sure you tell me this stuff and I don't find it out myself. Uh, uh, so I, I mean, I think that I find his uh I, I find these so called quote embarrassing moments uh that where his mom uh his mom becomes an anti racist uh you know uh kick ass force are are instructive to him when he looks back on it. Yeah, his father's behavior wow. I find is perpetually perplexing and wounding to him as opposed to embarrassment. And he he's, he's humiliated in the moment, but then he's, he's constantly referring back to the lessons that his mother teaches him. You're not, you know, uh, the world will treat you differently, will treat you and your brother differently. White people don't see you the way that they see little white boys. He, re, he returns back to this talk, uh, to this, this phrase all the time in various sections afterwards, mm-hmm. where his references back to his dad, they're always... There's always this wound. This why didn't you tell me this? Why weren't why didn't you fight for this? Why didn't you tell me what your reaction was? Uh, you know, at these moments, you know, of racial of uh, uh, you know of, of, of racial challenge. So it's um it's just a very interesting how he navigates his emotional landscape in this you know bouncing back and forth between two parents. Who frankly, I mean, who just couldn't be more different in their emotional uh, reaction to a racist American society.
1: So the scene in the car between them dating, and I think it's, I think it's this very beautiful portrait of his mother, but I think it also comes across very clearly that she has the privilege and ability to be able to walk into those rooms and feel that she would be safe. True, good point. That, and I think that that's something that he doesn't have to spell out to see it. On the page, and to understand that, uh, including that she has the access as a teacher herself. So she is someone who's able to say in the school, you know, classroom, like, this is something I know, and I have the detail to know about it. Um, but there's a scene about his parents' courtship that's very sweet, hmm. where they take a long drive and they get tailed by police, like a sort of Sunday. Well, it
0: starts town. out sweet, it ends, um, yeah. it curdles oh, really? in, into. Uh, you know the best way to describe it is um another example of <laughs> american racist um uh, victimizing. Um, but she's
1: laughing in the face of it. He shows a drawing, and he's not there, of course. This is mm, before his birth, about. Yeah. But he's yeah, he, recalling what the story he's been told is: his mom laughed in the face of it, his dad is profoundly uncomfortable. Oh, absolutely! And yeah. I think there's something there that maybe was she learned something from that. You see that reflected in her character as she becomes a mother instead of the you know the girlfriend essentially. Mm-hmm. But I think there's something there about the origin of his father's. uh You know, hesitancy to lean into the pain of those moments and why, why it's easier for his mom to take that on as someone who self feels personally safe, right? Well,
0: I hear you. She, 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 uh, uh, her, her, his mother is woke in a way that I don't think most people can talk about.
1: Unusual for the time.
0: Unusual for the time, but she understands her white privilege. I mean, that's what I get, I take from the book. She takes, she understands she has it. She uses it. She understands that the best way to get them out of this and to get him out of this uh encounter with the police who are following them for no other reason that uh a, the a black man is is in the car with a white woman uh mm-hmm. the her best bet to get them out of this fix is first of all to radiate complete happiness and uh and mm-hmm. feeling at home with the person she's with and telling him to no you know we're not going to do anything. We're just gonna smile and drive on our way. Um. Uh. But to also use her white privilege to fight the racist uh, situation that her kids face on a daily basis, and I mean throughout this book, whether it's a shopkeeper, cops, teachers, and being a teacher, she challenges teachers Mm -hmm. constantly. I know what you're doing. You're, you know, you're victimizing my kid, and I will report you. Mm -hmm. So I, I agree with you. She understands her right privileges and she weaponizes it as an anti racist force. the 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 father is clearly um you know, I think he's in this state where uh when your humanity is challenged at every turn, uh you try to uh I mean you can do a variety of things. What he does is basically try to pretend that It's not about race. I mean, I don't know any other way to describe it.
1: You know, something that um, I think is really beautifully done about the shape of the book and the kind of layers Mm -hmm. to it is that it's really as you come to the end that you understand it's written from the beginning from the perspective of bell as a father himself he has four kids Mm -hmm. i think three or four kids and i would like to this is very subtle but you know they're homeschooled it's mentioned at the very end that they're homeschooled uh darren bell's own kids Mm. so i found that really telling you know that he just made an it's not something he talks about openly, but it's something he clearly, if you think about the experiences he had in school that he and his wife made a different choice
0: right, yeah, yeah, I mean, it's very interesting how it ends um and i mean it, I mean, it's a wonderful i mean this is a book is a journey through an escalating series of racial provocations, mm-hmm. you know i mean, I mean, at every point in his life. He kinda of, and, and, and like I said, there are different kinds of provocations. And there there are in group provocations, like his you know, his what is his college girlfriend looks at his music list and you know, he breaks it down. Now this stuff is funny and he's and, and he she says, Are you even black? you know, because you know, he's got different Yeah, he musical explores tastes. a lot
1: about that. And he has some great oh, quotes yeah. from Obama. There's a whole section when Obama becomes president where he quotes him as another biracial Yes. Figure he's you know you you see him finding identity in that way right. and navigating that
0: right so that, the, so he has that comic encounter and then of course he goes he writes a paper in a class and a college professor actually says well you you plagiarize this because mm-hmm. it's so perceptive and well written uh, it couldn't have possibly be done by you so I mean he's he's taken us through a kind of an anthropology of mm-hmm. American racial dismissal. Uh, that you know, I will say many black people face on you know face various varying examples of this. Uh, you know, at any particular time during the day or or, or week or or their lives. So um, he
1: literally gets asked by a police officer who stops him and his girlfriend when they're driving in Berkeley. Uh, if you know, he he literally gets told like, "Well, obviously you got in because of affirmative action, right?" right. I mean, it's just like stomach churning
0: yeah yeah and it goes on and on and on so but you know you know but nevertheless this is this is really a an inspirational book um right. because it it provides such a detailed emotional land you know a map of his development and his challenges and you know where he failed and where he where he where he was able to grow from looking back on, on his life mm-hmm. but visually i mean i think one of the one of the um um the triumphs of this book is how he creates these sort of both personal and social i don't know what do you call it um allegorical moments visual allegorical moments it's, that you know i mean like in college he talks about he is explaining race as being, uh, this, you know, that, you know, kind of white society is the ether that transfer, you know, mm. that allows, you know, uh, 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 decides whether, you know, uh, racial identity can move at all. I mean, he has a way of creating visual, you know, um, representations of the concepts of race and, and social challenge that he is going through that, that, you know, that just adds that adds to the narrative, but at, but but what is most affecting about the book really is this is honesty uh, as well as is outrage um, over what he's experienced in his life and how it's helped him grow. You need to see him grow from moment to moment. It's just really. It's just a a profoundly thoughtful book.
1: I love those sections you're describing too that have this kind of scientific
0: philosophical Mm -hmm.
1: dive. Um, They're very well done. They're very, they're really incisive and deep and interesting. And you just see what a bright intelligence he is. You know, he's a cartoonist. And so in some ways the wit and the concision of comics shows a deep intelligence, but as someone who's worked in short strips, um, you know, in that, in that with that brevity, this has allowed him space to really get into these other theories and kind of show off his Renaissance knowledge. Um, and he talks about being a nerdy kid who kind of found his thinky crew of kids that he hung around with in yes, high school yes, yeah. too. And there's mm-hmm. something so lovely about that.
0: Yeah, it's kind of a little um, multiracial posse that you know he that yeah, kind great. of comes together. That's why you know you know as we're talking about race and racial confrontation and racial victimization. And I should say also when we're talking about visual representations, you know, we mm-hmm. talk about, you know, he talks about an encounter with some very vicious dogs very early in the book that also becomes a recurring visual, you know, right. theme. Dobermans throughout the were also yeah. dogs. Um, but, um, I, well, I kind of lost, I kind of lost my train of thought there, but, um. Just all the visual representations. There's a yes. lot of,
1: it's mostly, um, in kind of, Gray sepia, but then there's also these wonderful moments of color. Yeah. he's mm-hmm. he's not afraid to change styles across the book. There's collage. There's actual collage imagery, just but just spots of it. Mm-hmm. You know, it's mostly this very loose cartooning style um, that I think is similar and a little looser even than his um, Sunday Funny style. But then he'll go into these affecting passages that are all in color. Yes, yes. So there's like an experimentation across the book. Um, and it's a. We would be. We should not neglect describing how much this is also a portrait of an artist and of a particular period in becoming um, an editorial cartoonist and a, and a regular strip cartoonist, syndicated cartoonist. Mm-hmm. Um, that he starts doing when he's in high school and college. Yeah,
0: yeah, yeah. yeah he, no, I mean, cartooning. First in high school, I believe. Cartooning is his. You know, really is his core is, is his motivating drawing, but it's, it, it also is, it's a wonderful map to how he evolves as, you know, a young man. Uh, it really is. Um, and it's in, and just as he changes the style, as his style changes, uh, he's able to use it to, to hone in on so many subtleties of our cultural life, you know, around his specific, um his his specific his, his specific persona as a biracial kid mm-hmm. um you know and when I, which i mentioned before navigating um you know issues of identity within the black community i mean uh i mean he, he what he grew up in east uh in Compton there's always the gang situation that's kind of on the, on one side uh, uh navigating uh impressing girls that's always tough <laughs> uh, uh, I mean, we could go on and on and There's on. There's
1: a lot of sweet scenes with girls. There's, he has yes. different girlfriends. He he has a very empathetic – And we need to
0: emphasize that. This is a sweet book as well as it is, a, is a, a challenging and provocative book. It's funny.
1: It's funny and the scenes between him and his mother and him and his kids and him and the various sort of love interests in his life who I, th- who I think he gives a lot of fulsome credit to, you know, clearly – Whenever you talk about someone you were with, if you parted with, there's some pain around that. But he gives a lot of credit to the women in his life for developing him, uh, his like the space for him to be a creative force, you know, for pushing him and giving him confidence. And I really appreciated that. He seems just very thoughtful. And there's including times when he feels he made missteps as a cartoonist. You know, yeah. he talks about, um, you know, mistakes he made in his own work uh, that he's very clear about. I don't want
0: to spoil anything there. Yeah, you know. yeah. So look, I, you know, I, I mean, there's not too much more varieties of praise we can heap on I, this book. <laughs> um, so, you know, run, run out and go by the talk by Darren Bell. Uh, uh, you won't regret it. Uh, it's a really, it's a real intro uh, uh, window into American life during the periods that we're talking about, in, including right up until the present moment, uh, navigating the pandemic. Uh, the murder of George Floyd uh and all of that stuff that we're still dealing with at the moment on a deeply psychological level, uh, all of this is part of his story as yeah, well. It's
1: very engaging storytelling, accessible art, this dynamic on the page, like very ex- expressive Um one thing that is just a small thing, you know, the, there's a face of a young boy in the cover, and I feel like you open it assuming it's him, and it takes a while to realize it's his son
0: hmm.
1: on the cover. Um so it's really- about Asking the same questions that same he was questions.
0: asking his dad. Mm-hmm. But um and I will say it myself, I, I just think that he's in a position to give his son a much better response to those questions than he got from his his dad.
1: Mhm. Mhm. It's a very moving
0: book. And yeah. it's
1: just a great read.
0: Yeah. So yeah, I agree. <laughs> so go out and get it, folks.
1: Yeah, we're really pumped about it at PW. <laughs> it was a top ten for our anticipated spring list and he, now it's here, so I'm really glad to talk about it and hope, you know, we you know I think this is gonna be a contender this year for a lot of people's lists.
0: I, I couldn't agree with you more. So so I don't know. I think that's going to wrap it up for today. Yeah, huh? Thanks, everybody. All right. So, uh, so thanks so much, Meg.
1: The Talk, Darren Bell, uh, out from Holt now.